Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today, uh, Loyalty Sunday, is uh, taken from Hebrews chapter 13, and it will serve to conclude our annual stewardship theme. Here the Apostle writes, Keep your life free from love of money, and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? This is our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. In the 1987 film Wall Street, the movie's antagonist, Gordon Gekko, famously says that greed, for lack of a better term, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Though most decent people would likely disagree with Gecko's assessment if questioned, it stands to acknowledge that 21st century America has largely adopted this mantra as its gospel. Greed is good, say the authorities and the media. Greed gets you a seat at the table. Greed gets you a comfortable lifestyle. Greed gives you fame and power and security. Greed says the voice in the box, can even save you from catastrophes like the one our nation now faces in COVID-19. In the early days of the pandemic, how many of you turned on your televisions or your computers to be greeted unceremoniously with the news that society as we know it is about to crumble? Industry is going to fall apart, the workforce will diminish, and supply of basic necessities will not be able to keep up with the demands. The result of this message, as you might remember, was rather discouraging, if we're being honest. Store shelves were picked clean of toilet paper, cleaning products, and disinfectant. People hoarded face masks and gloves. They bought out entire freezers full of meat, leaving those who could not come in to stock up due to budgetary or time concerns out in the cold. This vile me-first mentality was brought to bear against the most vulnerable people in our communities, and a wave of greed swept over our better judgments. Perhaps even some of you listening this morning were tempted to take more than your fair share, more than you really needed, as a result of the fear-mongering which was perpetuated all over the news. But friends, this greed didn't just stop at a local level, did it? Nationwide shortages of medical supplies brought about by price-gouging items like ventilators, hand sanitizers, and clinical gowns meant that those who were hospitalized during these early days of COVID might not have received the level of care which was necessary for them to curtail the spread of this deadly infection. Life, in its most essential sense, came to be defined for many people in our country by their possessions. We thought things like, well, who is really ready for lockdown? Who has enough to weather the shortages? Who can afford to take off of work and self-quarantine? And who can live off of savings during layoffs and lockdowns? Greed of this kind can prove deadly both physically and spiritually. Physically, for the reasons which I just mentioned, and spiritually, because those who fall prey to greed, 
those crying out, Me first, they supplant the seat of their good and benevolent God with their own selfish interests. In contrast to such celebrations of greed, this pandemic gives the Christian pause to reflect on the very opposite of greed. Generosity. Generosity, as we have read in the uh, book Faith in the Shadow of Pandemic, begins with the triune God. The Holy Scriptures show us that our God is anything but greedy. Indeed, we acknowledge along with St. James that every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. I want you to take special heed of this verse, James 1, verse 17, because it demonstrates for us that the gifts of our God are not subject to the shifting sands of this temporal world. Imagine for a moment if God's grace was conditional. Imagine if he were to withhold his mercy so long as a pandemic or a hurricane or persecution made such mercies difficult to maintain. I dare say that you cannot Imagine this because it is the exact opposite of the character of God which is revealed to us in the Holy Bible. Accordingly, if the mercies of God do not cease but are, as we confess, new every morning, then so also must be the work of his church on earth. This brings us back to the task of stewardship. As stewards of God's grace... Let us not fall into greed, seeking first our own interest when the variation of this world shifts to trying and difficult circumstances. Let us not store up treasures for ourselves at the expense of our neighbors in need. And let us not cease doing the work that our Lord has called us to do. Stewardship, you see, is a matter of trust. And so now, in these times, we must ask ourselves, do we continue in times of tribulation to trust the God who gives us our daily bread? Or do we let our doubts sway us into seeking first the temporal blessings of this kingdom instead of the kingdom of God? Perhaps the fear-mongering and the doomsaying are beginning to become weary to your soul. Perhaps the notion of not having enough daily bread troubles you beyond what your faith can endure. In times like these, dear Christians, I pose to you that the solution to such doubt is not to retreat from the church or retreat from the scriptures, but rather to enmesh yourself in them over and above those worldly comforts which the voices in the media promise you. Put on the whole armor of God, as it were, and be shielded from these voices of doubt and greed. Know by the mighty comfort of his word that yours is a God who delights in giving you his gifts, even to the extent of giving you his only begotten Son for your very salvation. Indeed, for the sake of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, we are given grace upon grace so that our cup, even in times of little, positively overflows. Therefore, St. Paul invites us to consider, what do you have that you did not receive? Can any of you, baptized into Christ, 
call your life a gift of your own making? No. Then what about your clothing, your house, your job, your money, all the treasures of mammon which you so enjoy? Dear friends, open your eyes to see that these two are but gifts of grace and that not one of them can avail you spiritually, but only the hand by which these gifts are given. Therefore, let us place our trust in him and use his gifts to serve our neighbor. As St. Peter says, as each has received a gift, so use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. For the good steward does not store up gifts for himself, but rather he gives freely to others as he himself has been freely given. This too comes not from within ourselves, but it is the work of the Holy Spirit in us and through us. And so I charge you again, remain steadfast where God has promised to be. Remain steadfast in the word and sacraments. Do not cut yourself off from those gifts which produce this saving, generous faith in you. Because out of that saving faith comes courage and wisdom and conviction to be the good steward who God has called you to be. Love of God frees you from the love of money or any earthly good, and it frees you to love your neighbor as yourself. Likewise, it also gives you the gift of contentedness, the sure knowledge that God does and will provide even when trials abound. If one is content in his blessings, then he lives, as the author of Hebrews says, free from the love of money, and confidently saying, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear, what can man do to me? Trust then, Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, that the Lord who is your helper is faithful to all his promises. Persist boldly in giving and serving, tithing, visiting, praying, teaching, and ministering for the sake of those still living in the shadow of doubt. Fill out your time and your talent packets here at Faith, not in the mind of what roadblocks and difficulties this pandemic places in the way of your stewardship, but rather what unique opportunities it might present you to serve in a new or different way. Do not give yourself over to greed, saying to yourself, what if tomorrow there is not enough? but rather saying, look how much God has given me today. Rejoice at the opportunity to give freely to your neighbor out of the great treasury you have inherited from Christ Jesus. May he ever be your model for service and for stewardship. For it is the same Christ whom St. Paul writes about in his second letter to the church in Corinth, where he says, For you know, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. Rich then in Christ, make this congregation give generously to all our neighbors in need, in our church body, in our community here in Bloomington, and all throughout the world. May you, who have received Christ, 
Be faithful stewards of all the many and various gifts with which you have been blessed for his sake. And so, serve as he has served you. In his most generous name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.